0: Hey guys, we're going to get to the show in just a minute, but for right now, I want to talk to you about one of our sponsors. Sometimes when you're driving on the road, you start hearing that thudding going on, maybe that oil change light comes on, you think, oh shit, what am I going to do? That's when you should reach out to Action Automotive. Located in St. Robert, Missouri at 128 April Drive, Action Automotive is your place to go for everything from oil changes to engine and transmission swaps. I know personally the owners, Caitlin and Evan York, who are two wonderful people from my, actually my hometown, and they just had their uh, newborn baby. They're open from Monday to Friday, eight to five. If you got that oil light on, you, uh, you're you thinking about getting, you know, it's time to switch out that 250,000 mile transmission on that uh, square body you got going on. These are the guys you want to go to, okay? Reach out to him. That's Action Automotive in St. Robert, Missouri, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Hey guys, another person I want to talk about before we start the show is Eric Vierhoff, who runs a really awesome business called Sun Stoppers out of Columbia, Missouri. If you're driving down the road and that sun's hitting your eyes like crazy and you're thinking, damn, I got to get some shades going on, look no further than Sun Stoppers, where they do everything from auto, home, and commercial window tinting. To ceramic coating and detail, they even offer discounts for military, EMTs, firefighters, nurses, doctors, and teachers. This is this is awesome that they're out there supporting their community like that for people that are given so much, they're given a whole lot back. Okay, they're uh, they're located up there in Columbia, 1313 Grand Avenue, Suite B. They're open eight to five Monday through Friday okay eric i've known him for years great dude easy to work with okay go there for all that tinto or that <laughs> that tinting needs from auto to home and commercial all right thank you guys so much hey guys if you're looking for a car i'm going to recommend you somebody that i would reach out to myself i'm going to talk about jacob Cahill, who works out there at rusty drew and toyota he's a sales consultant and he offers a fun low pressure car buying experience He's up there in Jefferson City, Missouri at 2105 Christie Drive. Any type of car you need, from used to new, he is the man to put you in the car. Okay, reach out to him. His number is 573-535-5656 at extension 542. Or just reach out at JKahill at DrewingAuto.com. That's JKahill at DrewingAuto.com. I know the market right now, personally for me, has been very hard to negotiate. And, you know, you got a lot of people that are really trying to put food on the table and you can't blame them. But trust Jacob when he tells you he's trying to put you in the best car possible that you can afford. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of. Benny and the guest with you as always is me, Ben. I'm joined today. I have a really amazing uh, chance here. I got on the phone with me right now, Leslie Woods. Leslie, if you could just say big shout out to the group. Hi. Yeah. We, um, me and Leslie met, uh, we just kind of, kind of reached out to her to see if she wanted to be on. She is a, uh, counselor. She helps people. She's kind of like a life coach, a mentor. Helps people. I don't want to dive into it too much. She'll she'll go over all that. Or Leslie, if you want, if you could just give like a little sum up of what of what you do, um, just real quick.
1: Yeah, sure. I uh, guide people into physical, mental, and emotional wellness, and I'm doing that through a variety of self care practices. And I was really inspired by Hal Hal Elrod and the Miracle Morning. And I created my own different types of self-care routines based on that because I found that in the counseling area, people really needed to have action towards their mental, emotional and physical well-being. And that wasn't always getting serviced in a counseling setting.
0: Yeah, I, I also as someone who's been to counseling before, like, I definitely agree with that. Not a lot of that stuff gets, um, gets referenced. It's they kind of just mostly tell you, um, this is how you should figure, or you should go figure this out, but they don't give you those tools like you're talking about. So that's
1: right. And that's what I really want to be able to do is to help give those tools to different people so that they can take action and do something to make the changes, to become the person they want to be. Because I think that people really do want that. I think it's innate in all of us to want to, to grow and to become better people, but that doesn't always happen. And um, just simply talking about it isn't always going to lead you into that direction.
0: No, 100% not. Yeah, you got to find those those routes that make you better. So we'll get into all that. That's, that's a great sum up. And I'm excited to talk to you. Um, Kind of just if you could start us out, you know, uh, where you're from, you know, how how it was being where you were, and what that slow path that kind of brought you to where you are, or, um, you know, where you brought to you now.
1: Yeah, so actually I live in a little bitty town um, called Fulton in Mississippi, and I um, work as a school counselor at a K-12 school that's just south of Fulton in Smithville, Um, and I've been a school counselor there for 15 years, and then I also work in a private practice setting in Tupelo, which is like the birthplace of Elvis, that's kind of... how people can relate to that location in Mississippi. Um, And then after a few years of of counseling, I went back and got my specialist degree in play therapy. So I like to do things that are very action-based, adventurous, you know, um, that get people moving and up in the moment.
0: Yeah. Was there anything that drove you to this type of stuff when you were younger? Like, did you always know you were going to do this, or was it like a, like a, when you got older, you realized it?
1: Well, it really started uh, because I actually was a teacher at first, and um, I taught two years um, in the Delta, which is a very low-income area that, yeah. that can be very difficult where a lot of teachers don't want to go. And I, I did two years there, and then when I was teaching, and I was teaching kindergarten at the time, I realized that they were suffering a whole lot and that I wasn't able to teach in the manner that I really wanted to nor did my personality necessarily fit that as a teacher with having to deal with you know trying to teach but also trying to discipline at the same time and I'm very much a peacemaker so that made it a little bit harder and Uh, my father is a counselor and so I thought well maybe I'll I still want to go into the school setting so I can be home with my family and and kids and things like that and that's kind of what led me into going into counseling to begin with is is seeing and noticing that the kids that I was teaching just wasn't working out.
0: Yeah that's that's crazy that like um so that's like beautiful though that you understood. Like I want to be helping kids, but I think I can do better in this aspect. And then that's where you're thriving at. You know, is that is that whole block? How long did you um, teach, or how long did you counsel for at schools before you switched over to your your private uh, practice?
1: Oh, actually, I'm still doing both. So. Oh, man. <laughs> Yes, so I'm working these two jobs, and then um, I started a, the new business doing self care, trying to focus more on on parents because I was noticing that, you know, as parents, you're overwhelmed and need that self care, and also we need to be the role models for the kids. It was very difficult to work in the school setting when they have to go back home and go into that same environment where that parent is still overwhelmed and struggling so that's why i kind of refocused and i'm moving from sort of one thing to another as i see that this you know progression of my life is is changing and growing in different areas man
0: that's a lot that's a lot to like <laughs> that's a lot to take on and like go like do yourself you know uh yes what what would you say you're do you, do you find it easier to work with kids or parents? Like, which one would you say is a little easier?
1: Well, like, working in a K-12 school, I feel like I'm working with with kids, and then I'm also working with, the like, 18-year-olds and trying to get them to go to college and, and all that discovery. So I just, I like having the variety of it. And then I'm also, you know, working with parents and working with teachers and I just love all age groups because I like, I like the variety so that I'm never like stuck in one area. But then I can also see the full picture and the full spectrum of a child growing up and going into an adulthood. And then now seeing kids that I've counseled previously as a school counselor becoming adults and moving into their own lives as adults.
0: That's awesome! Yeah, to see the progression and stuff, and you're not getting pigeonholed into just dealing with one little sect and that's it. No, you're like a, getting to be a jack of all trades at that point, going from one into the age spectrum to the other. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, right. That's exactly like like I like to to do. I just I really am a jack of all trades.
0: Yeah. Do you um, so what like if um, you know, there's i don't know a whole lot of the therapy type stuff but i know like like uh cognitive based therapy i know that type of stuff what what is your like um do you have like a one specialty that you focus on or do you kind of use a whole different plethora of different stuff
1: i mean i'm really kind of eclectic. you know they they say that that's that's sort of what you kind of need to be. You, you try to adapt to the needs of the individual clients that you work with. Um, But yes, I would say like I'm more into positive psychology and um also the cognitive behavioral therapy. And then I also because I have my specialist in play therapy. When I'm working with the younger kids, I focus on the play therapy more. And then as they get older, I do more cognitive behavioral therapy um, Mm -hmm. where we're learning about what your thoughts are and your connections to your thoughts and your emotions and how that plays into your behaviors. So it's kind of like a cycle, you know,
0: I think, you know, um, mindset behavior is probably the hardest thing to change. But people hear that and they think it's like, um, I think a lot of people hear it and they think like going to the gym in the morning or something or like these little things. But no, it's like when you take a deep look at it, it's like major stuff of like when you start catastrophizing events or um, I don't know, immediately snapping about like small things not being done around the house, like you immediately getting angry, like. You, excuse me um the that mindset to me is so much harder to to change because that's like ingrained in you so hard and I just right. I, th- I think that's so like um people don't talk about it as much and I, I'm glad that you're getting the message out there of like the mindset has to be changed and it's like it's not this easy it's not an easy track and it's not something that can be flipped overnight it's something you gotta work on like hard if you really want it to change do you do you do you see that a lot or like is it is that a like a like a roadblock you face a lot with patients or anything or is that like something you see a lot with people
1: yeah yes it is um a lot of people you know they think very negatively about everything and themselves and that's the thing that causes so much anxiety and depression um, but I wouldn't say my biggest tip and takeaway from from having experienced all of that and the struggles with it um, and yet yes it can be hard but it's one of those things you you do have to practice and you have to practice on a daily basis and be very intentional about it And that is to bring awareness to those thoughts. And the action that I say that people need to take the most is through meditation. When you're doing meditation, that is the literal act of trying to focus your mind on your breath, letting go of your mind and letting go of those thoughts. And so meditation is that practice that leads you to that self-awareness so that when you do go into these spiral thoughts of of negativity and um self um I can't think of the right word for it deprecation I guess mm-hmm. that you can um once you become aware of it that is the very key to actually changing the thought so when you can become aware and say, hey, this is a thought that I is not in agreement with what I want to value. The other thing, too, is I think that people think that we are our thoughts, that because we think these things, that is who we are. And that's actually not the case. Like we can have weird, random thoughts sometimes that doesn't make them true and it doesn't make them who we are. So you have to be able to sort of internally judge that and let go of those thoughts that aren't serving you and then replace them with new thoughts that you already know. This is the person that I want to be. And that's where I think about the tool of affirmations comes in, you know, affirming what you believe in, what you value.
0: Absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I also struggle with this a lot. So I'm not like, I'm not the best proponent for it, but I know it's something you should try. But I had, I had two questions about that. One was, um, so like meditation, do, do you like, uh, I guess prescribe that you should by meditating, you mean sitting down and, trying to <laughs> not think or like what what I don't really understand no. meditation uh, is such a broad term sometimes you know
1: right and a lot of people get very especially beginners they get yeah. very confused about what meditation is and then they sit down and then they judge themselves on their meditation and say well i'm just not doing this right but um i do a lot of guided meditations like i feel like guided meditations are very good for beginners Because it gives you a focus of your mind. And really, um, meditation is just about focusing your mind on something specific. So it could be like a specific word that you want to say to yourself. Like, I want peace. So I'm going to repeat peace, 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 peace over and over again. Or um, the one that I do the most is probably just my breath. And just breathing in and out and feeling that. And it's really focusing on the moment and only concentrating on your breath. And of course, you're gonna have thoughts that pop up. That's when you're practicing that awareness, though. So you have the thought pops up. Oh, um, I needed to do this or that. You're like, okay. No, no, no. I'm meditating. Let me focus on breath. And you refocus on the breath again. So it's the practice of refocusing every time that your thought goes astray. Man. And that is where you're you're getting that, that practice in. It's not necessarily that you've got to do it right, because actually the more times you mess up, the more practice you actually get in about refocusing your mind. Does that it's, make sense?
0: Yeah, it's almost like intense concentration, but at the same time, like lose concentration. like uh, uh, the concentration comes to mind because like it's just you're focusing on what you're trying to achieve and trying to push away those those um those little thoughts trying to come in and block your block your co- like clear thinking. You know, that's I guess I'm, that's kind of what I'm getting from it. Uh
1: mm-hmm. huh. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a, um but I could see how that would you know in the future then if you're dealing with the issues you don't you don't have to let all those thoughts come in you can focus on the task at hand. Um man, I never heard uh-huh. it I never heard it explained how you explained it. So that was like a really good way of like like if you're wanting this, you focus on that. I like that. Um the other one, oh what was that there? I had another um thought for you. Oh, um, for, you know, the, obviously a big common thing with everybody is what you were talking about. Um, uh, it's like your, uh, your mind immediately goes to a lot of negativity. Um, mm-hmm. do you think that's always been a thing like that's the human condition or is that like extremely prevalent in people now because of how the world yeah.
1: is? Oh, I definitely think it's a human condition. Um, You know, our minds, they're meant to to focus on that negative aspect. That's why, like, usually the news is so negative or um, anything that pops up might be negative because we focus on that and try to, like, fix it or problem solve it or, you you know, we want to sort of take care of ourselves and make sure that we're okay. And so, like, just by human nature... Our focus tends to to go towards the negative instead of the positive. Um, and so, yeah, human nature is definitely going that way. But that's where you have to, like, let go of it and try to refocus on positive things, even though it's much, much harder to do. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's all just part of that human nature that we have to fight and overcome. Sort that's of the- like... Yeah. That's the worst part People though. Have their dragons and their demons.
0: Yeah, that's so hard because it's like it's a natural human thing when you think about it and then you're like, well, I gotta fight this because this is this is this ain't working right now. so that's tough. Um do you um, with your p- private patient portion that you're going into now, are you looking at like you would see clients on a regular basis? or are you kind of doing an online thing right now or how how is that going for you that process you know
1: well like in my private practice i actually have my like um provisional license right now mm-hmm. and so i won't have my full license I, that means i have to work underneath someone else
0: yeah um
1: but i should get that probably around april And then once I get that, then I can start doing online therapy on my own. Um, But mostly right now, uh, my parents owned a a private practice and me and my sister, my sister is actually a counselor too. And we both kind of just work there and started to try to take over once they retired. Um, And so I work there um, after school on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and I mostly see um, kids there as well, but I have um, based, like two adults right now that I'm seeing.
0: Okay. And is this? You said is this in the town in? Um, well, in...
1: see, I have to drive from Smithville, where I um, where I work at the school, to uh-huh. Tupelo. Oh.
0: Okay. And it's about
1: a, it's about a forty five minute drive. So.
0: Oh man. <laughs> yeah that's a lot that's i i commute every morning as well i i have a 45 minute commute to a 45 50 minute sometimes an hour depending on traffic and it's these windy missouri back roads so it's i get it that it gets old some days you know yeah yeah um do you it's been worth it (laughs) that's what i was gonna say like is it is it like if you find enjoyment in it and it's serving your purpose, I guess it doesn't really matter then.
1: Right. And I can bring my kids there too.
0: Okay. How old are are your kids?
1: Yeah. So we have, I have two kids, um, an eight year old and a 15 year old and they'll come with me on, um, Tuesdays. My son has therapy in Tupelo for, um, occupational therapy. Okay. And then after that, he comes with me, um, to pathways therapy center where I work. And then my daughter just comes there too. And I let them both see a therapist because they're both on the autism spectrum. Uh-huh. So they have some social skills stuff. They have to kind of work through.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh? so did they get seen though by the same people that your family's under or is that a, it's a separate entity like that?
1: Well, um, so there's two other therapists that that are there at the business too so they get seen by one of them
0: oh okay yeah that's good i was just wondering because i didn't know if the family thing i didn't know if that was
1: yeah no yeah. They're, they're yeah
0: therapists or not, <laughs> yeah i was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah. no do you um plan on going any further for schooling for it and stuff i know most like therapists doctors counselors stuff they usually it's continuing education do you plan to do any more like uh, soon or do you want to wait a little bit
1: well i'm probably not like the next thing that i would get is my doctorate and i really don't have a desire to do that yeah um but i am looking into i have to do some professional development to keep my licensure and stuff up
0: yeah, um,
1: yeah, And, I'm, and I'm, I'm a national board certified counselor as well. So you have to have basically 100 hours with every five years or something like that to renew it. And so um, I've been looking into doing something related to trauma. Oh, wow. And um, so trying to get some education related to trauma as far as like um, in the arts area. Um I forgot the name of exactly what I was looking at last week, but um, yeah, I'm going to take some of those classes and maybe get an extra certification because that's basically one of the, the easiest things to do to, to grow as a counselor is to get new certifications for specific areas, you know?
0: Right. What it, do you, um the trauma thing, that seems like so intense to me though for for counseling, you know. That's like a big jump in it seems like to to deal with that type of stuff, don't you think? Or
1: Well, I see a lot of trauma at the school setting, so Oh,
0: yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um
1: especially kids whose parents don't want them to or couldn't you know take them to a therapist regularly or that kind of thing? Um,
0: yeah, I don't. Then even I know. can still
1: not see them.
0: My school might have it now. I don't even remember that as a kid. Like I guess that uh, my school didn't have a counselor like that. Like we had a we had a guidance counselor, but it was really nothing like that, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I think things are really trying to change in the schools in regards to that because there is such a push for mental health and in all of our schools it's required to have social emotional learning um so you know i've done that through guidance lessons and stuff like that but i also have um a girls group that i see in the afternoons and um working on some different stuff
0: i think that's like That's critical, like, for kids. They really should have that in all... Like, that, I wish that were, like, a rule. Kids, like, need that outlet, you know? It's just, like, you know, you got... If you got a nurse there, it it would make sense to also have, like, a counselor there that can help with... If they're, you know... A lot of these kids... That's, like, the oldest thing in the book, you know? If a kid's acting out, they probably got a lot going on, you know? Like...
1: Yeah, there's a reason. Like,
0: like there are reasons for this and it ain't a broken knee. It's like something going on with their with their head, you know, like going on at home. Um, so that I'm glad at least that's down there because that's how bit you said you were from a pretty small town, right?
1: Yes, it's really, really small. I couldn't that's, even tell you how many people, but. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, the one I live in right now, I work at um, Fort Leonard Wood, but I live in a town. It's my hometown, but it's there's only 500 people. So it's, you know, it's, I get it. It's super small, but even on those levels, almost, not priority, I guess, because some of the big schools have way terrible issues, but like the small towns have major issues that are not getting addressed. And, um, I wish I saw that more, but I'm glad, uh, you got that. Is that like, you said that's a, that's a rule across the state.
1: It's what across the state. Is
0: that a rule across the state for y'all? Like to have for the, the, yeah, so, the,
1: the, the social emotional learning, yes, it yeah. is.
0: That's awesome. I like that a lot. Missouri, fix it. Um, do you uh what uh do you know what your like you said you and your sister, you do that and then your parents had that. Do your kids show any I know. Uh, do they show any interest in doing that kind of stuff or like going to that level or?
1: Oh no, not no. at all. <laughs> no, no,
0: not at all. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, They, well, because they're on the, the on spectrum. Yeah. The I didn't spectral, know how far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not, they're not severe. They're pretty high functioning. Um, but because of their social skills, um, I'm not sure that they could, they do I mean, my daughter really would love to help people, but she's more of an animal lover. So she wants to help animals. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But they're also both kind of in the arts stuff. So uh, she just recently started making clay figures of different animals and things like that. So she's finally getting some kind of interest in something. And my That's little good. boy is, you know, a typical eight year old who wants to be a famous YouTuber. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Don't we all? No. That's, <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. Do you? Um. I guess I can go to these now. Do you like? What? Um. If you were going to stress one thing today, importance level wise to people, as far as like their mental resiliency and health, um, what what would it be from you? What What do you think would be the most
1: important? I mean, the biggest thing is just making sure that you're practicing self-care and you're putting your mental, emotional, and physical well-being first, because if you're not well enough, um, then you're not going to be able to help anyone else and the, have the connection that maybe you want to have with other people, because I think that people are, are meant for connection, And for love and for nurturing. And we can't do that well with one another if you're not focused internally on yourself. So even just taking some self-reflection and figuring out what it is that you need to do to make sure that you're caring for yourself in the best way.
0: Yeah, I truly think that like I I agree 100% with you. What I find hard is like you know, like me and my wife, we have four kids. I I work full time. She takes care of them. But like I work crazy hours stuff and I'm not the exception. Well, there's, you know, thousands of people like that. And a lot of people, you know, they they struggle financially or they're not home, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What, w- what, what would you say to those people? Because a lot of times, myself included, I, I hear it every now. Now I've been working on it for about, two, three years now to get my mental state better. But a lot of people, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're like, I don't have the time. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to take care of my family. I'm trying to do all this. What would you say to that though?
1: I mean, I don't have time either, but you (laughs) you make your, if you make yourself a priority and you, um, have good, you know, time management skills and you're intentional about how you live and the choices that you make, um, you know, my business name that I've I started is, is master your moment. And that's what I truly mean is, is master your moment. In each moment we have a choice and we have a decision to make, is that choice leading you in the direction you want or is it leading you in the direction you don't want?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I, that's a good way to put it. The, is it bringing you to the objective or is it pushing you away, you know? That's, and I, I, um, I just talked to a lot of people this weekend from my town and there's just some people, it's not a lot, but some people, they like, they literally get told, Hey, you need to fix yourself or do something like you need to work at this. And they're like, well, screw you. I don't, I don't care. I'm going to live my life this way. And that makes me like not upset. I I guess I get upset because they're parents. So I think about the kids but it makes me frustrated that some people just like if you only knew what in 10 20 years cuz you hear all the older people talk about it working on themselves like they wish they would have started earlier like if if yeah. you if you only knew you know just take a little bit of time to try to correct yourself you will thank your you will thank yourself so far down the line so right.
1: I, and some some things people have to Discover and learn on their on their own. So, even if um, you know you you want everyone to, I want everyone to want to make themselves better and to want to care and to do these different things. But, I mean, my husband's not doing them. My daughter's not doing them. I mean, people are going to be at different places in their lives, and they're not going to be open to working and trying out new things until they're ready and so the only thing you can do is sort of like open up the idea let them see it and have that awareness about it and then they have to make that choice from there right
0: yeah yeah all these things you're hitting on are like it's it's hard for me because i um um went through not rough patches I guess rough patches I went through some harder times and then when I was younger in my early 20s I really didn't care I was just like whatever you know I'm just living and then as mm-hmm. I had the more kids I had actually even I mean after the first one once I got, I got through that I was like you know maybe I need to work on myself a bit I think the kid thing is a big motivator for a lot of people but um
1: it really is,
0: yeah. You know, you start learning. Hey, I need to probably make myself better, or you know, tighten up so they see a a good uh, example. And I I just I, really I I really like your message of what you're sending out there because, um, it's tricky. I took a uh, there's an army course. It's called Master Resiliency Trainer. Um, it's it's a really good course, but it teaches us skills to teach to other soldiers about um. Just resiliency. They have like um, a bunch of different um, modules, basically, that are um, resiliency tools, like um, stuff like be a tennis ball, you know, like bounce back or, or iceberg. They're very right, like yeah. they're cliche a little bit, but they um, they they're a good foundation for getting you through stuff. But once again, yeah. you you teach some people, and they're just like, "Well, that's stupid. I don't want." And it's like, well, "Okay, but like when you get down." when you get down in a couple days and you're wondering why you can't get out of this like funk, you're probably going to be like, you know, to your point, you know, the, the mindset thing is just so important and I hope it gets to a lot more people. Um, Yeah,
1: absolutely. I do too. That's my ultimate goal is to help people.
0: Yeah. And, and you're doing that Leslie. I, um, I think we're, we're pretty much, we went over everything I wanted to with you. If, is there anything else you want to, closing remarks, you know, before we, before we wrap it up?
1: Um, no, I mean, I think that you did a great job and covered a lot.
0: Okay. No, that's good. I'm I'm glad I got to talk to you. Um, thank you so much for coming on. I, I hope I did you the service as well. Like normally I talk to my friends and stuff for people I've known. Um, so I hope I did you the service of getting what you wanted
1: out there. Um, yes, uh, you did. And it was really good. And I, and I hope that it helped you as well.
0: Yeah, I did. It, it was a great conversation. Um, <laughs> it the, was. <laughs> no, Thank you, Leslie. Guys, um, we're going to take off. Be sure to uh, like, listen, subscribe. We'll uh, see you next time. Thanks.
1: <laughs> thank you so much.
0: hey guys while we're on this break i want to reach out i know um around this time of year you know it's getting cold we got the holidays coming up halloween thanksgiving you know what i get it's hungry i get real those home style foods going on and what better way to crave that than lakes homestead goods Okay. It's actually ran by my wife, Danielle, who runs it off her Facebook page. Or you can reach out at 417-365-4993. She makes everything from homemade bread, whether it's cinnamon, raisin, and white bread, <clears throat> to butter, homemade butter, cookies, any type of thing you can think of. She's even working on other stuff right now. Reach out. She is the one to set you up with homemade products that are good and good for you. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. Wanted to reach out to another friend here before we get done with this podcast. Just my buddy, uh, Johnny Siebert, okay? Real nice guy. He actually just started his own little business called Johnny Rotten's Egg Wax, okay? If you go skating, you're going to need a little bit of wax for your board to get those those moves right and everything. Sometimes with wax, we lose it along the way. With Johnny's uh, patented... Um, egg style wax. He's actually on to something to where you can actually just take that with you instead of losing an entire box of wax. So, um, reach out to Johnny. What he's doing is starting to grow and it's a, it's a great product. Okay. For all you skaters out there, especially after listening to this podcast, it's definitely going to be something you're going to want in your arsenal. So that's Johnny rotten egg wax, which is actually his Instagram handle. Or you can look up Johnny Rotten Egg Wax Company site, and it'll take you right to how you can order. Reach out to him. Thanks, guys. Guys, to end off this podcast, I just wanted to point out two of the coolest people. While they're not sponsors, they are people that what they're doing is near and dear to my heart, okay? First off, I want to talk about the bus stop, which was ran by Eric's wife, Kendall, Okay. It's called the bus stop and they sell coffee and gathered goods. Okay, which means she's she's culminating a whole lot of things, such as I've seen stickers to mugs, to wicker baskets, to t-shirts, to a whole lot of stuff that's really like kit not only kitschy, but it's it's cool and it's good gifts. Um it's it's those kind of things, you know, as a family you go looking for in the weekends and you're like, That's a cool little spot. Not to mention they made it entirely out of a bus. Go check it out. You're gonna love it. Okay, their hours are from th- on Thursday through Sunday. It's seven to three, and then on Monday it's five thirty to noon. All right, let's just talk about some of their. Um Some of their drinks they got going. They got the white pumpkin. They got the bonfire. It's my favorite. The bonfire was amazing with what I had. They got the deer hunter, which is for these badasses around here. They got caramel apple, the nutty squirrel, the whipped vanilla chai, and a sweet leaf, as well as just regular drip coffee, which they are excellent at, and other espressos and frappes, which... um, everybody's gonna love a whole lot of options get out there get you some good coffee try it out okay the next one i want to talk about is fifth element tattoo okay this is what while we didn't dive into it this episode with eric this is his baby that he's been running actually for a couple years now so the experience they have there by not only by him but uh, one of the people he taught jenna and then their new person, um, Jennifer, okay? All their pieces, if you look on the Facebook, they are amazing. Okay, I can't wait to go get one myself there, hopefully. Um, it is by appointment only, okay? So if you go on their Facebook, you can literally see the link. It books right with them. It works right off a of schedule. Reach out to them. Get you something going. It's not that bad, all right? Um But these people are actually injecting a new economy into Mary's County, which I think is um, outstanding. Okay. Thank you guys uh, for your support and take care.